The current Mishnah is discussing Nadorim made against different types of food and what is included in those Nadorim based on Loshim Bene Odom, the way that people generally speak in day-to-day life. Now, in the previous two Mishnahs, we learned that if somebody makes a nether against, let's say, for example, olives, not specific olives, but olives in general, then once those, once olives have been squeezed into oil, he is permitted to benefit from oil, because his nether is against olives, and it's no longer considered to be olives, it's got a new name, new characteristics, and he had something against olives, it's no longer olives, and therefore he's permitted to benefit from that. This Mishnah adds that even if the liquid form of the fruit is still known by a name which includes its original fruit, it is still permitted. For example, one who makes a neder against eating dates, he is permitted to consume date honey, even though that honey is always known as date honey, nevertheless it's in a totally different state now, and it's no longer a date, it's now honey. The fact that it's called date honey is only in order to make a difference from this honey to regular honey made by bees. But at the end of the day, it's now honey and not dates, and so it is permitted. Similarly, if somebody makes a nether in a susvonios, susvonios are a type of grape, which are quite bad quality, and they take a very long time for them to ripen and only ripen in the winter. So instead of making wine from these grapes, vinegar was made from these grapes. And once it was made into vinegar, it is permitted to benefit from the vinegar of those grapes. That is the first of three opinions which we are about to see. Second opinion, Rabbi Huda ben Beseira says that the cases in our Mishnah are not the same as the cases in the previous Mishnah. Any derivative, any extract whose name is called by its original fruit, like in this case, it's called date honey. So the word date is still within that name. So if he makes nether against dates, against the original fruit, he is forbidden to consume even that which comes out of that fruit. When people refer to dates, they have in mind that as well. And the third opinion is Now at first glance, this seems to be the same as the original, the first opinion of the Tanakama. But the Gemara explains that according to the Chachomim, in the case of grapes, which only ripen in the winter, one who makes a nether from those grapes is even permitted to benefit from those grapes themselves. Not just from the vinegar which comes out of them, but even the grapes themselves. Why is that? So the logic of the Chachomim is as follows. Because these grapes are such bad quality, they are not really edible for human consumption in their original state, and they are always processed into vinegar. They're never really eaten by themselves. And therefore, when somebody makes a neder against those grapes, we assume that they don't intend to forbid the grapes themselves. Because anyway, the grapes are never eaten by themselves. We assume that they intend to forbid the vinegar which will come out of those grapes. And because of that, the grapes themselves are, are permitted. Because he doesn't intend, and it's obvious and clear that he does not intend to forbid the grapes themselves. Now, as well as that, the vinegar is also permitted. Why? Because he didn't specify vinegar. The words he used in his neder are grapes. So it's all very nice that he intended to forbid vinegar, but he didn't use the word vinegar. And therefore the vinegar is also permitted. So it comes out that according to the Chachomen, both the grapes and the vinegar are permitted, and he is not forbidden to consume anything.
Mishnah test. When we make a neder against consuming wine. When people refer to wine, they refer to the regular wine, which is wine which comes from grapes. And therefore, he is permitted to consume wine which is produced from apples, since that is not the regular wine. And when people refer to this wine, they always refer to the specific type of wine. They'll never call it wine. They'll always call it apple wine. On a similar note, one who makes a nether min shemen from oil, that always refers to olive oil. And therefore, he is permitted to benefit from sesame oil, because when one refers to sesame oil, they always refer to it not as just oil. But they would refer to the specific type, sesame oil. So it's not included in regular oil, so it will be permitted. Now, if somebody makes a neder from honey, he is permitted to benefit and to consume honey which comes from dates, because regular honey is honey which comes and is made by bees. If somebody makes a neder not to consume vinegar, so regular vinegar refers to wine which turned into vinegar, not to vinegar which was made from the beginning in order to be vinegar. And so he is permitted to benefit from the vinegar of these bad quality grapes which we discussed in the previous Mishnah, which only ripen in the winter. In a creation, if somebody makes a nether not to consume leeks, he is permitted to benefit from kafloitos, which is a particular type of leek. Because again, when somebody refers to this particular type of leek, they'll never use the word creation. They'll always use the word kafloitos to refer to the particular type and therefore it will be permitted. If somebody makes a nether against vegetables, he is permitted to benefit from wild vegetables which grow in the field. Because again, that is a particular type of vegetable, which is not the regular. And therefore, when people refer just to a general vegetable, they are not referring to this type. Because if they were, then they would have used the particular specific name. Wild vegetables. The place shame Levi, because it is a specific name. It's sort of a nickname, as it were. It's a particular and specific name for a particular type of the general category of vegetables. And that is why it is permitted, as we explained. Now, the Gemara adds that during a Shemitah year, once every seven years, when it is permitted to work the land, so during the Shemitah year, the most common vegetables which are found are not vegetables that grow in fields and are processed, because it's forbidden to process and to plant those vegetables, or to cut them down and work with them during the Shemitah year. So during the Shemitah year, the most common vegetables are those which do grow wildly, not in protected fields, but in fields out in the open. They grow by themselves. And therefore, during the Shemitah year, if somebody makes a nether against vegetables, they would be forbidden to consume vegetables which grow wildly. And in fact, they would be permitted to benefit and to consume vegetables which grow in closed-off private fields. Because during Shemitah, those are not the regular vegetables at all. And if people refer to those vegetables, they would refer to those in a specific way. But during the rest of the years, it would be like the Mishnah says, that if somebody makes a nether from vegetables in general, they will be permitted to benefit from vi- from wild vegetables. Mr. Yud, this Mishnah continues to teach us similar laws, and the main point of this Mishnah is if somebody refers to something which includes lots of things, it is something general, then he would be forbidden to benefit or to eat, depending on what the nether was, from specific types of that thing. Whereas in the previous Mishnah that was not the case, that's because in the previous Mishnah, regular wine, for example, is far more common than apple wine. So the specific thing is very uncommon, so it would never be referred to as wine in general. 
Here we're discussing things which are equally as common. It's just a specific thing. So in that case, it would be included in the general term and it would be forbidden. On the other hand, if somebody makes a neder from the specific thing, then of course he would be permitted to benefit from the general category, the other things which are not included in that specific thing. For example, if somebody makes a neder in a curve from cabbage, also by asparagus, he is forbidden to consume asparagus, which we are going to understand to refer to a particular type of cabbage. On the other hand, I asparagus, if he makes a neder from that particular type of cabbage, Mutubakruv, he is permitted to benefit and to consume a regular cabbage because he only forbade the specific type of cabbage. Second example, Menagarisim, if he made a neder not to consume, not to eat, cut up beans. Also in a mikpah, he is forbidden to consume some sort of dish which contains and is made up mostly of these cut up beans, perhaps some sort of soup. However, Biasi matter, Biasi permits it, since it is now in a different state. But everybody agrees that in a mikpah, somebody who makes a neder against this dish of cut-up beans, that's a specific thing. It's not the cut-up beans in general, but it's the cut-up beans when they are in this particular form. Then mutabagrisen, he is permitted to benefit and to consume the crushed-up beans when they are by themselves. Right? When a mikpah, one who makes a neder against this dish, osrubashum, he is forbidden to benefit from garlic as well. Because garlic is one of the things, one of the main things which were in this soup, or whatever it was, this particular type of dish. But once again, Rebiesi is more lenient, Rebiesi matter, Rebiesi permits it. Since at the end of the day, it's the garlic is not the same as this thing. It's true there is garlic in here, but garlic is something else. So to have garlic by itself, or not as part of this particular dish, would be permitted. Alright, now everybody agrees that Menashem, if he makes a neder against garlic, Mutubamikpah, he is permitted to eat this type of dish, which is made up of garlic and these crushed beans. Right, next example, Menadoshim. If one makes a neder against lentils, Osurbashishin, he is forbidden to eat the waste parts of lentils, the parts which are usually discarded of. Rebiesi matter, Rebiesi permits it again. On the other hand, Menashishim, if one makes a neder against the waste parts of the lentils, then Mutarabadoshim, he is permitted to consume the main part of the lentils. Right, now we learnt earlier on in this perek, the one who makes a neder against dog dogim. He says the word fish in the singular and the plural. So he is coming to include all types of fish. The mission now brings a similar example, and that is chito chitim she'eni toyeim. One makes a neder that I'm not going to taste wheat. And he says wheat in the singular and in the plural. So we understand from his words that the singular wheat refers to a product made out of wheat, which is now a singular unit. It's not made up of lots of different things, but it's now one thing. For example, bread. It's now one loaf of bread made of wheat. And that's what he refers to in the singular wheat. Whereas when he refers to wheat in the plural, he refers to something like flour, which is made up of lots of different grains. The flour is not one solid thing. So he's including both of those and therefore Osterbohen is forbidden to benefit from wheat, whether it is in the form being kemach, being pas, whether it's in the form of flour or in the form of bread.
On a similar note, Gris Grisen, referring to crushed up beans, Shein Toyem that I'm not going to taste. So again, he uses this double expression, singular and plural, so he's coming to include all different types. Also, Boheni is forbidden to consume crushed beans, Benchayen, whether they are raw and therefore still separate from each other, so that would be the plural Grisen. Benchayen, whether they are cooked and have now merged into sort of one unit together, because he has included all different types of crushed beans. And indeed, this can be seen from the next law of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, and he's not coming to argue, rather he's showing that it's one, one who says, Koinom gris makes neder against a, the crushed beans, but he uses the singular form, or wheat, that I'm not going to taste it. Mutulachos chayim, he is permitted to chew it when it is raw. Because when it is raw, it is referred to as grisen or chitim in the plural. Because then each part of it is separate from the other. Only once it's cooked does it then become joint together as one. And that is really an explanation of the previous law of the Mishnah. Perikzan Mishnah Aleph, the list of the previous parak continues. And the law is that one who makes a neder against the yorok. Yorok refers to a category of vegetables which are green and leaf-like like lettuce and cabbage, those sort of things. And one of the main determining factors of whether something is considered to be a yorok or not is that it can be eaten raw. And so if somebody makes a neder against yorok, he is only forbidden to benefit or to, to consume and to eat those vegetables which one can eat raw. But something like dluin, which is a gourd, that is a type of leafy vegetable. So the fact that it's leafy and green fits with the definition of a yorok. But the fact that it cannot be eaten raw means that it is not considered to be a yorok and he would be able to eat a diluin if he made a neder against the yorok. Now, although Mishnah opens up with Hanodim and Yorok, one who makes a neder against the yorok, against these vegetables which are leafy and green and can be eaten raw, the Gemara explains we're actually talking about somebody who made a neder against the yorok, which is cooked in a pot. Meaning he makes it clear within the neder that he's including things which can only be eaten cooked as well. Now, according to the Chachomim, Mutoba Deluin, he is permitted to benefit from Deluin, because at the end of the day, it's not considered to be a Yorok. It's all very nice that he added the fact that it would be, it can be cooked in a pot, but it has to be a Yorok which can be cooked in a pot. And a Yorok is something which can be eaten raw if you want to. So since Deluin cannot be eaten raw, it is not considered to be a Yorok, and he would be permitted to eat that. However, Rabbi Akiva Oyser, Rabbi Akiva forbids him to eat Deluin, because since he didn't just say a Yorok, but he added the fact that it's cooked in a pot, he comes to include things like Deluin, which do have many of the characteristics of Yorok. It's green and leafy, it's just that it can't be eaten raw. So the addition which he added, saying that it's cooked in a pot, would help for that, and he would be forbidden to consume Deluin. Now the Chachom want to bring a proof against the Akiva from a standard situation which would take place often. The Chachom said to Rebbe Akiva, Surely we have a standard case which happens often, which everybody's familiar with, where a person says to his messenger, Kachli Yorok, buy for me a Yorok. Go to the marketplace and buy me a Yorok. And the person goes to the marketplace and he returns. And he tells this person who sent him, He says, I only managed to find Deluin. 
So the Chachom is showing that we see clearly that the Luin are not considered to be a Yorok. The person was told to buy a Yorok and he came back saying, I couldn't buy a Yorok because the only thing I found was the Luin. Would you like me to buy the Luin? I couldn't buy Yorok. Omolohem, Rabbi Akiva said to the Chachomim, Kenadovar. That's right, but that's actually a proof for me. Because if you think about it, Can you imagine a case where the person comes back and he tells him, I only managed to find beans? Certainly not, because beans have nothing to do with Yorok. And it's obvious that the person who sent him doesn't want to buy beans. Why did he come back and say, I only found Deluin? Because Deluin are somewhat included in the category of Yorok. They might not exactly be Yorok, but they have the characteristics of Yorok. And he wants to know if his master is happy with that. But he wouldn't come back asking, do you want beans? Just like he wouldn't come back asking him, would you like me to buy you a table? That has nothing to do with the category of Yorok. The fact that he comes back talking about the Luin shows that it does have the characteristics of Yorok. We see from there that the Luin are included in the category of Yorok, whereas beans are not. And the Mishnah adds that the one who makes a nether against the Yorok, he is forbidden to eat Egyptian beans when they are fresh, because they are considered to be Yorok, once they have been dried up, he is permitted to eat them, because people do not refer to them once they are dried up as Yorok.